I'm Travis Cox, and this is Travis Unminding, episode number two. I'm going to start by talking about why Travis Unminding is even a podcast in the first place. I realized in episode number one, I dropped a story about why I created a technology company without really any context as to why it is a podcast. I know some of you may have thought this could have been a video. Why are we doing a whole podcast series off of this? And long story short, I really wanted to get my story off of my chest and tell others about what it looked like and the struggles and pitfalls of how it progressed. And I plan to talk about a lot of those pitfalls in several episodes going forward and what they meant to me and how it made me feel. But today I really wanted to explain why Travis Unminding is a thing and explain what unminding, what, what went into the name, Travis Unminding. And I'll start by saying this. I, it's difficult for me to get things off my chest sometimes because I think I have a problem relating with others. And a lot of you are probably the same way. A lot of you probably think that no one's going to care. No one's going to relate to me. No one's going to understand what I'm going through, right? Everybody has that feeling sometimes. And the odd thing is, I have a lot of people who will listen to me. I have a lot of people who relate to me. I've got a beautiful family, a beautiful wife, great parents. And I understand that people will listen to me and people will help me. Yet sometimes there's this little thing in the back of your mind that like, hey, no one's going to listen or no one's going to relate. And it could be the simplest things in life that agitate you or me that you want to get someone's opinion on or get someone to understand what you're going through or talk to you about what you're going through. And it's hard sometimes. So I wanted to create this podcast so I can get those things off my chest and talk through them because sometimes I realize when I talk through an issue that I'm going through or when I talk through a feeling that I have, it makes it easier for me to process it. And it makes it easier for me to even understand why I'm having that feeling or understand why I'm going through what I'm going through. And again, I know that you guys can probably relate to that exact sentence. So the irony of not feeling related to is, is wild <laughs> because everyone probably relates in some way, shape or form to whatever you're going to. The odds are somewhere in the world, someone is going through exactly what you're going through. Someone is going through and feeling the exact same way that you're feeling. Just, that's life. But I also know that talking through those things make it easier to understand yourself and understand where to go next. I'm a big believer in you have to understand where you've been to get where you're going next. And I think this podcast will achieve that for me. So if no one ever listens, if you guys hear the first 30 seconds and log off, great. No big deal. I don't care if I ever get a single person to listen because at the end of the day, I'm going to be a little selfish and let myself vent, let myself talk, let myself work through problems and, and, and thoughts and feelings that I need to work through. I hope you'll listen and I hope you'll relate and maybe we can even have a conversation about it. But the main thing is, I want to have an outlet for myself to speak and keep speaking. So if the views never come, if the listens never come, 
if the conversations never come, I know one thing. I know that I'll get something off my chest. And I know that I'll be able to work through it. And I'm, I want to inspire you to do so as well. So that's the reason why Travis Unminding is even a thing. That's it. Nothing special. I'm not, not doing this for any other reason than to help myself, really. And that's okay. It's okay to be selfish sometimes. It's okay to want to help yourself sometimes. This is my attempt to do so. Not that I'm in need of help, but everyone needs a little help sometimes. Now, the second thing is, what is unminding? It's not even a word, I don't think, at least. I know I didn't make it up because I saw it in other places. And that's why I got the name from. But unminding to me, and hopefully this show will give it meaning, but unminding to me is being unbothered, put simply. And maybe I could have called it Travis unbothered, but unminding sounds fun. And unbothered isn't just, I'm not bothered by my surroundings or I'm not bothered by what's going on around me. It's, your, it's the true feeling that I'm not bothered by my own feelings. Because I know that we can get in our own heads and be bothered by our own feelings. And that's crazy to think about because <laughs> you're already feeling it some type of way and you're bothered that you're feeling that way. There's two levels of thoughts there, two levels of feelings there. And that's hard to get over sometimes, especially if you're spiraling and you're spiraling into your own thoughts and your own mind. And every layer you add, it just gets harder to get out of that hole, right? So Travis Unminding is the name became a thing because I want to eventually have an unminded view of my own thoughts and my own head. I want to be able to have my thoughts, feel them, think through them, understand them, and not be bothered by what I'm thinking or what I'm feeling. So Travis Unminding seemed natural when we go down that path. When we go down the path that let's go deep into our feelings, let's really feel our feelings and be okay with them, even if it's negative. Sometimes you have to be okay with something negative around you or something negative in you or something negative that you've thought or felt. Same thing for positivity. I know there's some people out there who do not want to be positive. That's not in their repertoire, and that's okay. But don't you want to be okay with that too? Because when I'm positive and when I'm happy, I am unbothered. I am unminded. It's only when the negative thoughts creep in that I'm all of a sudden bothered by my own feelings and thoughts. So Travis Unminding is simply named because I want to be unminded by my own thoughts. That's it. Again, nothing special here. So now you have the backstory as to why this is even a podcast. You've got the backstory on the name, which to be honest, isn't all that important, but I thought it looked cool. And now I really want to talk about what I've kind of already alluded to in earlier discussion here is the challenges that come with relating to others and how often do you find yourself not being able to relate to others? I find it often. And again, the irony of that is the odds are someone in the world is going through what you're going through and they're feeling what you're feeling. But there's 
something in you that just feels like no one's going to care and no one's going to listen. It could be it could be the simplest things. Maybe you have a big bill due and you can't pay it. Who do you tell and how will, how will they relate to you? How will their advice and their feelings relate to you? Or maybe you're in a group of friends and you're super upset, but everybody around you is really happy. Who do you who do you go to? Maybe you're in a tough spot with your parenting and you need some advice, but friends and family and coworkers haven't experienced that problem before. Maybe you think they haven't experienced that problem before, but they've never talked about it. What do you do? Who do you talk to? Where do you go? I've learned that relating to others can really be reduced to just communication with others. I learned this later than I would have preferred, but it helps. I've allowed myself to feel so lonely at times because I think that no one can relate to me. Not my wife, not my dad, not my friends, my mom, my coworkers, business partners, no one. When you allow yourself to go there and tell yourself that no one will relate to you, you put yourself in such a box. And that box is really hard to climb out of. But let's try it. Let's talk through it and try. I think you have to go deep to try that, but let's go through it. And, and I don't mind to go through it with, with one of my own feelings and thoughts. And I, you know, I can remember a time when I truly learned that it is about communication and seeking connections with others in your lane. And it was right after I found myself in debt, $60,000 to the IRS at 23 and 24 years old. And all of my friends are working at Ford, UPS, plumbers, they're electricians, contractors. And I'm sitting here with a tax bill the size of some of their yearly salaries. And you think, who do I talk to? What do I do and who do I go to for help? My dad? He had the same amount of debt and taxes at the time. The same amount or more. He didn't know. My CPA? I just fired him for not teaching me or explaining to me why I owe this much money. In fact, I vividly remember telling my CPA that I planned to make a certain amount of money. He asked me, he said, how much money are you going to make? It was in January. I said, I'm going to make $275,000. This 23-year-old kid walking in here talking about, I'm going to make $275,000. I, looking back, it probably seemed, <laughs> it probably seemed funny. But he laughed. And he wrote something down that I couldn't see and said, okay, Travis, just make sure you pay $5,000 per quarter in estimated taxes. I thought to myself, okay, cool, great. $20,000, that's cheap for $275,000. But hey, he's the expert, not me, right? Here I am looking, again, like a young <laughs> little dude with pimples and blemishes all over my face, a very patchy beard that I thought looked full at the time, way too much hair gel or, or, or pomade, and I tell this 50 to 60 year old CPA who supposedly specialized with realtors taxes, telling him I will make $275,000. How many times do you think that CPA's heard a realtor say they will make an insane amount of money and not do it? Or anyone for that matter, not just realtors. He's probably heard it every year of his career, several times, several times. And how many of those people were 23 or younger? <laughs> he probably laughed 
that he couldn't fathom that outcome. I remember walking out of his office in September, or into his office in September, of the following year after filing an extension because I didn't have any of the items he requested in April. And I brought everything to his office in September. And the first page is my 1099 from our office, showing how much I had made. It was $286,000 of gross income. The second page was proof that I made the $5,000 estimated payments like he said. I made it every quarter. He looked at both and said, you were serious. And he smirked and said, wow, you made a ton of money. Then he said, 5000 per quarter is ridiculously low for that amount of income. <laughs> My face went into full tilt and melt mode. Jaw opened, mind racing. I say, well, how much do you think I will owe? He says, I hope you have a lot of write-offs because I, I'm not sure. I hope you have a lot of write-offs because I'm not sure. <laughs> how do you think I felt in that moment? It, it was a full jaw drop moment for me. I realized, wow, I screwed up and I listened to the wrong person. And it's still my fault. Don't get me wrong. I could have researched. I could have, I could have understood more. I could have done more. But I was trusting someone I thought was an expert and that was the wrong decision. So he calls me a week later and he tells me I owe $48,000 to the Fed and 10000 and some change to Kentucky and some more to Louisville, our city. I remember throwing my phone. I slowly squatted to the floor and put my hands over my face. And I was defeated. Completely defeated. No one to relate to. No one to help me. No one to ask for guidance other than this guy who clearly never believed in me in the first place. So I folded the pressure folded me like some new laundry, to be honest with you. And shortly after, if you, if you listen to episode number one, you know what's coming. Shortly after, I, I was completely depressed and looking for jobs at one, two, and three in the morning. And I eventually came to the, the, the conclusion that I have to stop. I have to quit real estate. Here I am making all this money, $286,000. And my mind is going to immediately, I have to quit. I want to get out of this because I don't want to owe $60,000 to the IRS anymore. I don't want to do that every year. And it sounds crazy. You're, you're probably thinking, well, Travis, you made $286,000. Why didn't you have $60,000 to pay? Real estate's awesome. Real estate income is amazing. Yet most people don't realize how much money it costs to make $286,000. And that year it was quite a bit. <laughs> quite a bit. Now, the other side of that is I didn't manage my money correctly either. If I had managed my money correctly, even with the money I spent in expenses, I could have paid this $60,000 tax bill with no problem. But I didn't manage my money correctly. I didn't go through the process like I should have. And that's what led me to want to get out of the business. My feelings around, wow, I'm making all this money. It doesn't matter because I don't have any. And I owe everybody all this money. And everybody to me was the IRS, the Kentucky State, 
revenue department and the city's revenue department for tax income. I didn't, I didn't feel like this was a worthwhile game anymore because it felt like a game. I mean, it felt like make as much money as you can just to give it back to somebody else or pay somebody else or pay down something else. It never was, how much can I keep? So that led me to apply for a job at Starbucks in the wee hours of the morning, thinking I can be done with this. And I remember there was two spots open. There was a barista job and there was a part-time manager job. I applied for both. I was like, hey, you know, maybe I'll get one. I don't care which one it is. I'm done. So over this. And 12 hours later, I couldn't even get an interview <laughs> for either. I spruced up my resume. I thought it looked so good. I was like, hey, I've, I've ran a team that has made over a million dollars. I've touched tons of money. I've managed people. I've worked in retail before. I had a ton of jobs in high school. <laughs> I quit all of them, but I had a ton of jobs in high school. And a lot of them were around the retail and or service industries. So why can't I get an interview at least? And like I said in the first episode, I'm not sure it was even a real denial. And I can't remember exactly what it said, but it was something to the tune that you're not qualified for the position, either position. And man, that just hit me like a ton of bricks. I've got this huge tax bill. I'm applying for a job that's going to make less than the taxes I owe. And I can't even get an interview. So speaking of relating to someone, I know there's someone out there who has been through that. But no one around me that I knew was going through that with the absolute same mindset of let's get out of the business. Now my dad was, I'm not sure he was going to be a Starbucks barista though. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with the job itself. It's just the disparity between the daily task as a realtor and being a barista at Starbucks are so different. Obviously they're different. The pay is obviously different. The total outcome of your daily task is totally different. It's such a different spot. So to get your head in the, in the mindset of this is what I need to do to feel happy again. It's wow. <laughs> wow. And I wish I had an outlet at that time, like I do now, because I needed some serious talking to I needed someone to tell me what to do. I needed someone to tell me how to feel, honestly. No matter what I did, it was scary. Everything seemed scary. So going through that and, and feeling those feelings I had, the only real person to turn to was myself. Now, again, my wife and I talked. We, we had large discussions. She helped me through and pushed me through what I was going through. My dad, my mom, everybody around me kind of pushed me through what I was going through. But it was really quietly just those people. I didn't tell my friends. I didn't tell everybody. In fact, I was ashamed to tell anybody. And that goes back to the relating issue. 
But if I just were to communicate what I'm feeling to my friends or what I'm feeling to other realtors or what I'm feeling to the leadership at our office, I probably would have been a lot better off. I probably would have found someone to help me in a better way than just cheering me up because that's what I needed at the time. I needed someone to help me get out of tax debt and help me get out of feeling like real estate was a burden because it felt like that. But all I could really turn to was someone to make me feel better, not help me get out of it. And it's no slight to those people, but they hadn't been in that position before. I needed to speak to someone who had been in that position before. And that boils down to finding someone who has, and you can't do that unless you communicate what you're going through. There was all kind of all kinds of ways to do that back then. I could have gotten on Facebook or I could have made phone calls to other realtors and, and, and those who I know make a lot of money who could or could not have experienced tax debt. I could have just put it out there. Somebody would have helped me. So looking back and, and thinking, wow, that was such a lonely spot I put myself in. I, I, could have, I could have been much better off. I really could have. I put my trust into somebody who clearly didn't believe in me, the tax CPA advisor, and it didn't pay off. And then I put everything back on me. I, it was all my fault. I thought it was all my fault. Everything's my fault. And boy, did I change that opinion very quickly afterwards. After Starbucks completely dismantled me, I built myself up again. And Starbucks led that charge, whether they know it or not. Every password, like I said in the first episode, every password and everything I could do to remind myself of the word Starbucks, I did. I put it on the mirror. I put it in my truck. It was the password for my phones and my emails and all my other accounts. It was going to remind me of that feeling because I thought if I can remind myself of how low I went, I can climb even higher. And I started to, and I started by getting out of my own lane and asking someone for help with profit and loss because I figured if I'm going to do this, I really have to learn about money. I really have to learn about taxes. So I interviewed several CPAs. I went around the office and asked realtors what they do to track their income and what they do to track their profit and loss. And I found a spreadsheet. And that spreadsheet that I found that another realtor gave me really changed my life. It re- that spreadsheet changed my life. It really did. Because... Ever since that day, I've been absolutely obsessed with spreadsheets and tracking things. I'll, I'll track anything. I mean, I do a full profit and loss for our home expenses. That <laughs> sounds crazy, but I run our house like a business. Everything's tracked down to the penny. I know exactly how much money my wife and I spend at Starbucks every month, and you laugh if you knew the amount. And I'm sure there's some of you out there who will probably laugh too. I know my cousin has said several times that he and his wife spend too much money at Starbucks. So I know there's people out here who do. And you're probably thinking, why do, why do you drink at Starbucks when they turn you down? It doesn't matter. I'm unminded now of that. 
I'm unbothered by it. I still think it's great to think back and, and let them fuel an even larger comeback sometimes, but <laughs> it almost makes me feel like I've gained some power over Starbucks because I defeated that mindset. I defeated where I was. And I did it with a spreadsheet. I did. I, I, I built a profit and loss off of a template that someone gave me. I ran with it. I learned taxes. I spoke to enough CPAs to understand them at a higher level. And I followed a system called Profit First. And I broke through. I broke through my debt. It took me a couple of years, but I broke through it. It was gone. I started paying. I started making more money. I let Starbucks fuel me. And I soared. That's simply what happened. But along the way, I want you to realize that along the way, I talked to and met with people who ultimately helped me out of that spot that related to me, that understood what I was going through. Now, I did a lot of the work myself, don't get me wrong, but with every step of the way that I talked to someone who understood what I was going through, I gained more confidence because they had been there before. Someone else has done this. And that's powerful to realize when you're in a situation that you think no one else has gone through. So my challenge to you is this. Whatever you're going through, figure out a way to find someone else who's in that position or who has a similar position or has a similar feeling or has had similar feelings. If you can do that, you can get out of whatever you're in. It takes a little hard work, determination, and some communication largely. But you can get out of whatever you're going through just by simply finding someone who can relate to you. At least that's what works for me. And, it, and talking about it, not just relating to someone or finding someone to relate to you, but having an open discussion about it with someone or yourself, even yourself. I know it sounds crazy, but even yourself. Having a, having a dialogue with yourself or a monologue, I guess you'd call it. Having a monologue with yourself about what you're going through, just vocalizing it makes a world of difference. So I hope I've made sense in my ramble because even talking through it again and going back through it again, it's, it's made me feel happy. I feel happy that I've went through a situation that I hope to never be in again, but a situation that really has built me. I'm not sure if I ever went through that, I'd be who I am today. For good or bad, I'm not sure I'd be the same person. I'm, I'm incredibly thankful for what I went through. And I'm incredibly thankful for the lessons I learned along the way. And the people that those problems ultimately connected me to. I have so many more connections now that I can relate to that have gone through similar issues because of my ability to speak about it and go through it. And what that has done for me is really change how I operate and change the way that our team operates. And to bring it all back together, those challenges and those lessons I learned and the changes I made to ultimately succeed really boiled down to just openly communicating what I needed help with and what I needed to 
learn and understand. Because I went through those issues, I needed to go find another CPA. I needed to go reach out and figure out how to understand taxes and profit and loss. So I did. I communicated those needs and I communicated those feelings to people that, hey, I'm in trouble. <laughs> I've got a lot of debt. I need help. And the crazy thing is people actually helped me. All I did was ask. That's it. So when it comes to relating to others, I think really the answer is, and the question you should ask yourself is, have you communicated your feelings and your thoughts and what you're going through to someone else yet? And if you haven't, do it. If you haven't, go talk to enough people that are in similar positions and or you think they may be in similar positions until you find someone that can really give you some good advice. Because I can tell you, I talked to a ton of people who couldn't help me, and not because they didn't want to, it's because they didn't know what to do or what to say because they hadn't experienced what I just went through. But I talked to enough people that some were able to guide me in the right direction. And that's the whole point of relating to others, is talk to enough people who either relates to you in a certain way or can give you great advice because they've gone through something similar. That's it. That's the summary. That's that's the whole point of the episode is to talk to people. Communicate your feelings. Communicate what you're going through. And you'll have a much easier time relating to others and getting answers and solutions to the problems, feelings, and or challenges that you are going through on a daily basis. That's it. So please do me a favor, like the show, review the show. If you don't like it, that's okay. If you do like it, thank you. And I'd love for you guys to listen again, so subscribe. I'll be dropping an episode once every two weeks, sometimes once a week. Just depends on what I'm going through that week. And I'm excited to talk more through it. I'm going to open up so that maybe you will be inspired to open up as well.